once you mention that you are in computer science, then by default, people assume that you can fix a computer and then I don't know anything about hardware. I don't know anything about hardware. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of the We Move Experience podcast. I'm your host, Dumelo Piani, and unfortunately this is the final episode of season one, but rest assured that we will be back for season two. Today on the show, I'm joined by Sivu Mbele, a software engineer, digital designer and founder of Sivu Mbele Digital Agency. For a little over a year now, she started her business and as a client myself, I'm excited to know the person behind the brand. Do enjoy the show and hope to see you again in season two. It's episode 10 of the We Move Experience podcast. And today on the show, we have a very special guest. Her name is Sivu Mbele. Um, I know her through her profession because I am uh, one of her clients and still think I'm going to be needing her services in the near future. Um, Sivu, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, so for, for, for people who'd be listening and don't know who you are, I'd like uh, you to introduce yourself uh, to the listeners. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll say I'll start with my name first. <laughs> so I'm Sivem Bele, and um, yeah, I'm a software developer, but also like on the side, what I do, I do um, branding for businesses and web development. Um, so um, yeah. I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I think that's about it. Yeah, when, when I got to know you, you were still uh, living in PEOA, Kabeja. Um, mm-hmm. uh, can you t- take me through your, your journey into become, uh, to becoming a software developer? Where, what did you study? What did you grow up thinking you want to become? And how did it uh, happen that you are now where you are currently? It's an interesting one, actually. It's an interesting one. So um, in high school, I enjoyed like mathematics a lot. And I knew from there that like whatever career that I'm going to take, it should like be something that will be like mathematically based or in the like field of science, right? Mm. So um, when I checked, uh, I just went to the faculty of science and um, you have like your environmental science uh, uh, courses and then you have like your computer science courses. And I was like, oh, okay, the environmental science thing is like all for me because I know myself, I can't do well when it's stuff like you need to read and take in a lot of information. Like just give me a problem, then solve it. Then that's where I want to be. And then like I went like to the computer science then and then I saw that like, oh, okay, this is mathematics. And then but like computer science side of things, I don't know what they're talking about here, right? So um, I asked around, um, like, what, like, computer science. I actually had a teacher, like, my physical science teacher. So I asked him, like, what's in computer science? And then he was like, no, there is, like, programming there. Like, you have to code. And then, like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. Um, if, like, I have to code, I never, like, coded before. And, like, f- I'm from, like, one of the, like, disadvantaged schools. So we didn't have, like, access to computers and stuff like that. So I was like, am I going to be able to do this thing? And then I was like, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I registered for it. Uh, and then um, at school, our first project then, it was like a practical uh, session. And then they told us like to consult, 
hello world. And then I was like, oh, okay, what does console mean, first of all? And how do you switch on this thing? (laughs) So I'm there in the lab and people have like their screens open with the terminals open and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, then I don't know what to do here. And then I left. So I left and went to the library and I got there and I was like, okay, so like I've never used a computer before. I just left my practical right now because they wanted us to console hello world and I don't know what they mean. So the guy was like, oh, okay, no problem. Switch on the computer, like showed me how to put in the username and password and everything. I was like, oh, okay, then can I have like some textbook that like uh, on programming, right? Mm. And then I also watched some YouTube videos there to see like what they meant as the practical. And I also had the practical with me. So I did it at the library. And then like the next day, I went to my practical. When they told us like, oh, okay, do this. And then I was like, ah, yeah, got it. You know, <laughs> so like I enjoyed it from then. I really did. And I I did my whole course and I finished. So I started working uh, as a, like a software developer, a junior software developer. And then um, I also enjoyed my work because it didn't feel like work. It felt like learning every day, something new, challenging, you know. And um, yeah, uh, from PE, that's where I started working in PE. And then I moved uh, to Jobek now. So I am like Jobek based and I moved this year. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there was one point that you mentioned, which which I, I related the most to when you said um, when you were doing your practical that um, you were not really familiar with computers. Um, as someone who finished his study or like... Um, his degree with without owning a computer myself. The only really computers I relied on were the ones at the university, seeing that I also went to the same university. And um, mm-hmm. there wasn't really, like in my high school, there wasn't um, computer studies. I only really had a little bit of computer knowledge from uh, when I was still in uh, in junior secondary school. And, and it's something that I feel like it could have mm. made you change courses, but somehow you managed to to still push yourself through and find ways to learn about this because you wanted it. I mean, what what was that pushing factor in you that made you say, maybe this is the wrong course. I didn't, I don't have prior knowledge about computers. Let me go find something else. Like what made you stick to the course and push through? Um, I would say like I am someone who's like uh, persistent, you know. So if there is a problem, I want to solve it. You see, so like when I saw that, like, oh, okay, then I don't know this thing. And um, obviously I can know it because there are people here that like are doing it. So like what's stopping me? Like I've always had that like positive attitude when it comes to things that like um, I just like need to solve. And also I saw because like at first we started with theoretical stuff. And I enjoyed that. Like, I just knew from the get-go, like, this is me. Mm. Like, this is my zone. And I was like, no, I'm not going to let, like, one um, one thing stop me from actually doing it, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, um, this is something that you, you, you once brought up on your social media, which I think fits perfectly at this particular uh, moment of the, of the conversation, 
uh, you once asked on your on your uh, stories if um your followers can tell um should tell you if their parents know what they're studying or what they're doing for a living. Mm. And and that is very interesting. Like, what was your parents' reactions when you told them what you'll be doing? Were they, do they really understand the day-to-day uh, activities and responsibilities you have as a software designer, or are they just proud that you finished your studies and are working? <laughs> well, they're just proud that, like, I finished my studies and I'm working and I am doing something that I love. Otherwise, the ins and the nitty-gritty of everything, they do not know, not at all. <laughs> they just have the idea of, uh, oh, okay, you're doing, like, software engineering. Okay, that's cool. And, like, um, at the same time, like, my parents, I think they also, like, just, like, trusted my judgment in, like, what I want to do because mm. I've always been that person that, like, always want to do something good for themselves you know so yeah mm. so. yeah and i mean um no knowing with with myself as well how um when i came back from from registering and i registered the course that wasn't suggested by them my parents were like okay uh that's okay you do what you want and it's on you now and mm-hmm. and um to to what point um when you uh when you're having challenges with your studies do you feel like ah, maybe i should have chosen a safer field and um what i wanted to also ask is um do you sometimes have um where their misunderstanding of what you're doing they send someone to come to you so that you fix their computers or they send someone to to, to do something that's not really software based but like hardware based because i've had i've had uh, references of people to me uh, who are sick and i'm like no i am not like i know i do sports but i don't it doesn't really go to that field so it's something that i'm really interested to know uh if there's any like uh funny stories about what your parents really thought you were doing and referred someone to you and you realize no that's not exactly what i'm doing um yeah like uh those things happen because once you mention that you are in computer science then by default people assume that you can fix a computer and then i don't know anything about hardware i don't know anything about hardware so yeah those like things do happen and then at the same time like we also have to educate them and just like let them know like next time please this is not what i do uh, and this is what i do so yeah i've had like such instances that it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i mean this this leads up uh to 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 my following question which is it will have will will set a clear understanding or definition between um uh, actually what you do and what people think you might do like where can you tell us more about um um your duties as or like what you do as a software designer and the other things that you do such as um uh, branding, web designing, and uh, SOEs, because that's a word that I hear around these days. It's really everywhere, and like YouTube ads and so forth. And I would definitely like uh, in, mm-hmm. briefly just define what those things are so that people kind of also have an idea of what they should be asking from you when they need uh, your service as well. Firstly, I do self- software development as my like nine to five, right? Mm. So, uh, what I do, they, it's like implementing software. A solution for like customer requirements so um that's like your coding where you you get a feature for a system 
and then you code it like for the front end, like I'm mostly on the front end. So when I say front end, it's the stuff that you see on like, uh, let's say for example, Facebook. So mm. it's yeah, your buttons um, and all of those things. And then you have the back end development. That's where like the people, um, the functionality of everything is like, how do you get the data? Where do you store the data and stuff like mm. that? And then um, on the side, I do uh, user interface design and user experience design. So those are also different things. Uh, user interface design, you just like design the prototype of the system, how it's gonna look like. Let's say, uh, how is the Facebook going to function? When you click a button here, what's gonna happen? So before mm. you even implement it so that you can test it and like you can like actually validate the product that it's gonna work this way and how our users gonna react to it. And then like with branding work, I do like brand identity work. That's where you get like your logos, uh, your social media presence and your uh, websites. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so um, sometime last year, I needed a logo for my uh, own business, my fitness business. And I was like, uh, I, I definitely could try and do it myself, but I'm not in the right state of mind to try and learn from scratch how to make these things. And I still can't remember how I bumped into your work. And then I was like, yep, I found my person because of how simple the things look, but also still so authentic. And I was like, okay, let me just uh, try my luck. DM you very late because I work very late. I was like, ah, oh, this might look very unprofessional, DMing someone in the night, but that's when I'm working. And that's when I, if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget it. And then I was mm. like, okay, um, can you design a, a, um, a logo for me? And I gave you the descriptions. And within no time, everything was back to me. And that's when I realized it was also the beginning of your um, own business, which is a Sivu Mbele Digital Agency. Um, yeah. What led you to saying, um, I would also want to start my own thing, even though I still have my nine to five and, and also just, just expressing yourself a little, a little bit more. Uh, oh, okay, so... When it comes to like to the graphic side of things, I was like, that's when it, the COVID thing started. It was like mm. around March last year. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, then I have so much time in my hands right now. Let me just like find something to do, you know? And I, I learned UX design then. And I was like, oh, okay, it's so cool. I know everything with like software and like how to design the systems and everything, but the graphic side of things, I don't know how to do those things. So I just started like to get like some projects online and then like just do them, like just to learn how mm. like the systems work and everything. So within no time, then I started to get like people that are like, oh, can you do this? I was like, oh, okay, give it to me. I'll do it, <laughs> you know? And then um, I, I, I would get those. And then like after some time, I saw like, oh, okay, this is actually like a business opportunity for me. Like I can make this work as a side hustle. So um, yeah, then I started to get clients. Uh, people want me to like to do their logos and uh, some other like design projects. And uh, from there, I saw like the potential and I was like, oh, okay, then um, let me do this thing. Like, let me just combine all my skills and see what I can come out with. And mm. it's uh, actually working. It's actually working on my favorite right now. Yeah. And I mean, um, 
I, I do not know the stats around um, this field, but it's, it's mostly what I think about designers. Unfortunately, the first thing that pops up in my head is like a guy who's into computers and so forth. And, and like, yeah. have, you, have you experienced a, a type of disadvantage or a welcome as, as a female who's, um, who's now working in design and also software to, to, to see the difference between how maybe um, the approach in terms of expectations from your work? Because I, I, I always like felt, okay, from what I've seen from your work, I'm impressed, regardless whether you're a guy or a, a female. I knew exactly, I know that I'm going to get my money's worth anyway. So have you, have you either missed, up on, missed out on opportunities because people know now who you are or has it been something that has worked in your favor because now people are very aware of how they want to do their business and with whom exactly it does differentiate me in a way but also at the same time as someone that like got introduced into that world when i was like on my first year so mm-hmm. like in class you'd see like it's like 10 percent of like my classmates would be females and then the 90% is guys, you see? So, like, I think that kind of created a layer for me to not pay attention to those kind of things because mm. they had their, like, the guys group, uh, the like, guys developers group and everything. So I got used to that. But then the moment that I started to work, then it was no longer like that because, like, I felt as part of a team, even though I'm just, like, working with guys. But then, like, they have, like, they are much more different in a mindset. Like they understand that like you can do your work and you can deliver. So it doesn't matter if you're a guy or you're a girl, but like, yeah, it, sometimes you do get like that, that feeling like, Oh, I'm the only female here. And you're like, um, you know, like your imposter syndrome will start to kick in. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, so, but we do, um, you do get over it with time. You do get over it with time. Yeah, and I mean, um, there's something that I also um, wanted to ask you about with the uh, Future Female Business School and your involvement there because it's it's so good to know that as much as we want the fields to be, to be even and that everyone gets the opportunity, it's still imbalanced and uh, to find out that there's programs that push and kind of like um, encourage females to be, to be involved in, in, in fields that are not uh, very uh, well, that were usually not uh, so open to, to, to female. So I'd like to know your involvement in them Mm. or like how you were part of the future female business school. I was actually um, registered as a student, I would say. Uh, on like the future females business school so what they do they it's like they take females that are in tech and are trying to have like businesses in tech and then they guide you on things like on how do you wanna do your startup like the things to look out for your planning and all of those things so um yeah i i also like took that as an opportunity for me to also like take in the information and see how I can assist my clients as well. Because like branding a business, it's not only about like just getting the logo. You need to get yourself out there. Like you need to get um, your services out there so that like people can also understand what is your business and how can they relate to it. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, that touches a little bit on um, the, the SOE, uh, SEOs, I mean. That, that is something that um, I'm also just still wrapping my head around. And I know the importance of it when one has a business, but mm-hmm. haven't really hacked out and, um, and how important it is for, 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 for businesses in this day and age to, to really optimize how they are, their presence online as well. Can you, can you tell us a little bit of what you do or help businesses with when it comes to, to, to SEOs as well? So with like SEOs, like I make sure that like your business is like registered on Google as a business hub. And then you also um, have your social media presence and then, or then I will connect everything to your website, right? So you need your presence on Facebook. You need like, for example, your location and the services that you offer. They need to be on the descriptions of your Facebook page and your Instagram page. And then uh, when I set up your uh, business account like on Google, then I will have to like write words that align with the stuff that you wrote on Facebook and the stuff that you wrote on Instagram. And then like those, like there will be specific words, like let's say if you are based in Johannesburg, you need to specify that you are based in Johannesburg on Facebook, specify on Instagram that you're based in Johannesburg. And then I will flag those as your like, um, what do you call them? Like your variable words that you will use to optimize like your search like on Google. So when it comes to your website now, you have your homepage, your about page and everything. So I'll make sure that like, oh, okay, we do have a part that says like you're based in Jobic on your homepage, on your about page, or even on your footer. So yeah. it's not like always like on people's faces, but then you're just doing it on the background. So like when I do the search engine, girl, then I will specify those variables like, oh, okay, based in Johannesburg, let's say a uh, personal trainer in Johannesburg. So I'll make sure those words that like they do uh, appear on your homepage, your about page and everything. So when someone searches for a personal trainer in Johannesburg, then your business comes up. And when you are also registered on Google as a business hub, then it also works together as an ecosystem. And then mm. it puts you up, it ranks you up. So it's like a process that keeps on going and going. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's something that people should inform themselves about because I feel like... Um, in the last uh, about a year and a half, most people have went into um, maybe starting their own businesses and probably now feeling the, 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 the struggles of really keeping up and making sure that their presence is felt because now people are starting to go back to normal life and things are starting to not be as simple as they were during COVID times where attention was really just focused on what's online and and it would be something that would uh, lift up and push uh, businesses to, to, to keep themselves going. And um, if people really want to know more, they would definitely have to contact you because uh, what you said here is just the surface of what it actually means and what one has to do in, 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 in a practical sense. So, yeah, um, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, after this conversation that went a little bit into your field, one might think, oh, yeah, but like you want to know who's the person behind the brand, you know, just um like or, or just finding out what do you do uh to keep yourself um on track and balancing your 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 nine to five and your side hustle and also just having a work-life balance like what does Sivuwe do to to keep herself also on track yep I like to like see myself as someone like who's really fun like under the surface be like okay I do brand myself as this person who is like 
um, tech doing the side things and making sure like things go like straight accordingly. But also on the background, like I am someone who's so grounded in having like habits like uh, waking out and um, meditating, reading and journaling and stuff like that. And also I do go out and have fun with my friends. <laughs> I do have fun <laughs> and have fun with my friends. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I laughed with that. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, so um, I, most of the time I'd be home, right. And I'll watch Netflix. And then uh, we also have a rooftop where I stay. So I do connect with people there and just say like, just stay there and chill. Then I also have this uh, no flex thing that I'm like on weekends, I need to have like one day whereby I am not working right mm. so i can do whatever what i like i want to do i can like just go out and uh just connect with people yeah and i mean uh before covid as, as to my knowledge there was a whole lot of traveling either through work and uh and personal uh on a personal level like what what are some of the the, the traveling experiences be it from work or um or on your personal like in an international state uh uh setting that 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 you really uh are always like can't forget it's like memories that are lasting forever where you've traveled either to other countries has there, has there been something like those oh yeah Be, uh, before covid um first like i went to germany and it was amazing i really enjoyed my stay there and like the different lifestyle compared to south africa like I feel like everyone there is that there is no much difference on who is on the upper class, who is on the lower class. Like everyone is just like, since they are like on the same level, because of first of all, the pub, public transport day, it is like amazing. I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then that was like a work um, travel thing. So it, it worked as well. Like it was like also a different experience. Like you get like on the meetings and like the Germans like with their time and like in everything. Uh, oh my God. I'm, I keep on losing my words. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and then after that, um, I went uh, out with my friends. We traveled to Cape Town. That as well was a really great experience. Uh, it was like different from PE, I'd say, because there are a lot of activities that you can do there compared to PE. So like, yeah, like that's about it. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and to, 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 to kind of like uh, wrap up uh, the show, we have this uh, round of quick questions that I do where we have 10 questions. Uh, you pick a number from one till 10 and uh, uh like five numbers from one to ten and then from there i'll ask you the corresponding questions and what it really tries to find out is what inspires you what are the 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 routines that you do and some of the habits that you do so depending on the question it will correspond so can you give me five numbers from one to five um and then we take it from there let's say seven mm -hmm. three yeah uh eight Six. Six. Last one. One. And one. 
Okay, no particular order. I'll start with the first question. So here you could answer as quick as you wish, or you could take your time. But it's basically just at the top of your mind what comes up when you hear this type of, uh, this question. So um, yeah, the first one is what advice would you give someone trying to pursue a similar career as do you? Go for it. Like just do it. <laughs> um. Because, like, there's this thing with people that, like, when you mention software uh, development and coding, they're like, oh, my word, like, that's so difficult. But, like, the moment that you learn it, if you, like, like it, then you will enjoy it definitely. So mm. I will say, like, just go for it. Yeah. Cool. And the next question uh, is uh, number three. Here is okay. Um, what is your favorite quote? Like one that you live by? Mm, be present at all times. Be present. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, I mean that that is that is one thing that um um I normally try not to reflect on these answers, but it's it's really something that that I think um I've also started to 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 take notice of that. At times, there's there's people doing stuff and great stuff, but you feel like they're just doing it because maybe it's it's work and it's what pays the bills, but they're not really into it and not present. And it's something that I'm trying to practice myself to realize I need to show my presence in 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 whatever I'm doing. Or if if I'm with family, I need to really connect and make sure that they know I'm here. I'm not like on my phone while on my it's a difficult thing to balance out when you, you either work online or your clients are online. Mm. Sometimes you are online because you're really talking about something um, important with, with someone, but now you're also at home and your family needs your attention. And it's even worse for someone who lives as far as me, where I could really be talking to my family while I'm with my family this side. And it, it makes things. So being present is really something that people need to take um uh, to take notice of and really practice more than just say. And uh, the next question is question six. And that is, um, yeah, um, what do you wish uh, was taught at school as a subject, subject instead of the, uh, just what's in the current curriculum or what you learned? Financial management. Like how to manage your finances, how to budget, you know? I think like that's something that they really need to teach and not as like, um, I would say like your economics, stuff like that, like personal financial literacy. Mm. That's one thing like I wish like they would teach in high school or any school. Yeah, it's, it's also something that um, it's, it's touched on, but not on a personal level like you mentioned. So mm. that would really do. And it's unfortunate that we don't know who listens to the podcast and if there's people <laughs> in power or the people that be that have the, the ability to change stuff. But hopefully uh, one day uh, it will reach the right ears and uh, the more we speak about these things, the more they, they, they are known and people will be aware that, okay, people really want uh, change and it could happen one day. And uh, question seven is, oh, this is, is, this is an interesting one for this part, is uh, what title would you give this phase of your life if it was a chapter in your autobiography? Oh my word, let me think. No, I need to think about that one. I mean, taking in that you, you moved to a different city, you, mm -hmm. you're in the second year of your own business, and just how you, what state you are in your personal life as well, and wrap it up into a title of a chapter. Uh, I would say new beginnings, 
I guess. <laughs> uh, new beginnings. <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm, I'm happy with the answer. And um, the very um, <laughs> last question that I, I have for you is question number eight. And this is uh, mention three people who have uh, influenced you the most uh, in your life so far. It will be like George Chiwara. He was my physical science teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, the second person that comes into mind, um, what do you think? I mean, it's it's also fair enough to say um, in, in, in the topics that we've covered today, it is only fair to say um, your, your teacher came up first because even in the beginning of the conversation, you spoke about when, when you started your studies. So, and if there's anyone yeah. missed, you'll probably, they'll probably understand that. Um, also, I think um, um, in such interviews, there's also a little bit of names playing a part and, and it's really not because uh, you may, like as in uh, no one influenced you. There's probably people who played a part in, in who you are as a person and as, as um, a professional person as well. So yeah, um, I think I'm, I'll take uh, your, just that answer as the last one. And yeah, I think, I really enjoyed knowing who Sibu uh, Mbele is because, um, as I said, I only really got to know you through uh, needing a service from you and online and we, in, in person we've never met. And before that, I didn't know you. So it was nice so to find out how you ended up where you are. And thank you really for making time. Uh, no problem, Tumelo. Thank you for having me. Uh, and yeah, finally, we got to see each other and also talk with each other. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I'm happy about that. And um, yeah, so before we, we, we finish off, uh, can you uh, share um, your social media and where people can find you, your website and so So on Instagram, um, it's Sivuembele. On Facebook it's, as well, it's Sivuembele. And then uh, my website, it's like sivuembeledigital.com. Okay, I'll make sure that I um, include those also in um, in our uh, episode um, post on my on my website and also on the on the socials as well. And make sure that if people really need to see your work, that I tag uh, the relevant um, the relevant accounts as well. So yeah, thank you very much and. Uh, Thank you for being the last guest for season one. We wrapped, we wrapped up, we wrapped up our season. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, do share it with a friend. Please don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast on the platform you're streaming it on. I would very much appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps grow this show. And to interact with us on Instagram, we are at WeMoveXP or use the hashtag WeMoveXP. And lastly, for more info about myself and the podcast, visit www.dumelopiani.com. 